Welcome back to Inside the Kentucky Derby as we round out the Rebel Stakes this weekend where Timberlake was victorious, making his three-year-old debut and jumping back on the road to the Kentucky Derby by emphatically winning the Rebel Stakes. Here was the call at the top of the stretch from Matt Dinnerman. As they round the far turn, Carbo and three furlongs to go, a half length in front here. Northern Flame turning up the pressure. Woodcourt is three wide. There goes Timberlake and the wind star white. He's caught about four wide off the turn. Jess Steele going to be deep at the top of the lane. He's five wide off the turn and common defense trying to slip through down at the rail. He's going to find the narrowest of openings. Timberlake on the outside roars to the front. Common defense trying to pull off the upset and Northern Flame Timberlake drifting to the center of the track, but he's clear coming on common defense, but Timberlake's going to do it, and Timberlake and Christian Torres win the Rebel by two, and a nice effort to kick off his three-year-old season. Common defense was second, Northern Flame third, photo for fourth. And just like that, Darren Rogers, Timberlake, a main player on the road to the Derby after uh, winning the Rebel stakes and coming back as a three-year-old as impressive as he was in some of his starts as a two-year-old. Yeah, the first two championship series races. The Risen Star, I thought, was a solid race with Sierra Leone that come from behind her getting up. Timberlake, a more forward type of horse who likes to sit off of uh, just off the pace and is a little bit more forward. I thought that was an absolutely uh, tremendous uh, three-year-old debut. Uh, very fast, and, you know, if it's a typical... You know, Brad Cox trained like performance. I doubt he was cranked 100% for this effort. He ran fast. I would expect him to uh, take a step forward next time out. I thought it was a very, very nice victory uh, for Timberlake. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before we start diving into this race, I think we probably both agree that the depth of the Risen Star and the Rebel may have been different races. I think the 100% the risen star was definitely more difficult and, and had more depth than uh, the rebel. So we'll, you know, while, you know, both Sierra Leone and Timberlake were both impressive winners in their own rights. Um, I think the key race coming out of all of this is definitely going to be at least in my mind, the risen star versus the runner-up and third-place finishers, Common Defense and Northern Flame, who uh, were, were second and third best to, to Timberlake on Saturday. And just as a recap, for, for those of you that don't listen each and every week, um, we talked about in the preview how Oaklawn endured um, a difficult winter where they missed training for 11 straight days, uh, January 13th through the 23rd. They moved back the, the, the Southwest, which was a, a prep for the Rebel. Um, uh, uh, they moved that, uh, uh, delayed it a week. So you didn't see many Southwest horses continuing on to the Rebel, which kind of led to that lack of depth. In our preview, I mean, to us, look, Timberlake, to me, I, I think I said, I think he could win this at about 80 85%. And let's hope that he was right. Right. I mean, because I mean, if he was, that's taking a, a, another, um, you know, impressive set step forward, but just Steele was the second best horse in the race. Um, he was caught wide throughout most of this. And I was looking forward to time for truth who was scratched on the morning of the race. 
uh, to see if he could jump in there. Kenny McPeak is, I mean, look, Kenny ran two, three with common defense and Northern flame common defense was the longest uh, price horse of the two at, at 27 to one. His horses are really running uh, over there at Oaklawn and, you know, common defense didn't like the mud uh, possibly last time out when uh, running fifth beating 17 lengths in the Southwest. Uh, again, we talked about they, 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 they were thinking about running in the Bataglia. They were thinking about running on the turf and uh, that's why he shipped from Oaklawn to fairgrounds. And then he goes, he goes from fairgrounds to um, uh, back to Oaklawn because he had such an incredible workout uh, in Kenny's eyes. So that's an encouraging move for common defense, the, the long shot runner up, but KK going into the race, I thought it'd be a fast pace. Um, on paper, it kind of was, but in the end, this was pretty much a merry-go-round race, wasn't it? it, it yeah, it kind of was. A little right? bit. I mean, a not, little not, bit. not total merry-go-round. I mean, with, with Carbone leading the field and, you know, we talked about, you know, his distance limitations or what could be. And he it took probably, a lot of money. He he took a ton of uh, ton of hot springs money. Let's put it that way. He was the he was the five to one third choice. In yeah. There. And, and uh, you know, he sort of acted like a horse that may want to cut back in distance after um, he's gave way on the lead as the, the field turned for home. And so uh, aside from him, though, you had what Northern Flame you you had. Uh, Brian yeah. Hernandez tried to make the mystic Dan move on common defense. It he was, did. I mean, that was a, uh, a gutsy uh, decision that Brian made there at the top of the lane for common defense to, uh, to cut the corner. And he didn't quite spurt clear like mystic Dan did, uh, but it was, but he uh, put him in position he, to, to be right. there. And that's the important part. I mean, that's what, look, many, <laughs> I think those of us that are in horse racing, we often get asked the question, how much of a difference do jockeys make? And my standard response, and it comes from the the the, the great uh, former turf rider Gary West of the uh, uh, he used to be with the Dallas Morning News and the the Fort Worth Star Telegram for years. He said, "Darren, there's a reason they call it horse racing and not jockey racing." <laughs> so I've always I've always you know obviously you want to have the horse sure, but it's great to have a jockey that's going to put you in the right position and not get into trouble. And Brian is one of those jockeys who gives his horse, no matter what the horse's ability is, every chance to make a winning move. And that's about as good as common defense can run. And let's keep in mind, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm hailing his effort at 27 to one. Let's keep in mind. He pretty much had a perfect trip, right? So, so just recapping, trying to put a bow on all this, thinking that there was going to be a fast pace. You had, Carbone going out to the front. You had Northern Flame, the the McPeak stablemate, tracking in second, uh, two wide. You had Woodcourt, three wide. This is going down, exiting the first turn in the backstretch. Then you had Timberlake in that second flight, poking his head in front. Uh, Laganos was right on his outside. Wide out there was Mena. Then you had Tuck just behind them. To your point, KK, was common defense, who was riding the rail the entire way. And then behind that, you had Just Steel, who was wide, kind of tracking Mena. And then, you know, the others were the long shots, uh, you know, or Dymatic, uh, Tejano Pass. Um, you had uh, the five-horse Magic Grant back there. 
and then next level way back. But common defense about nearing that half mile pole almost dragged his way along the inside rail, Brian into a fourth place position. And, you know, with, 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 with the winner Timberlake, I mean, Timberlake was able to just, you know, tip out. He went about what, five, six wide on the turn. Mm -hmm. And he just showed he was best down the lane. Um, I, I, Common defense, I don't know if he moves forward off of that. No, that could have been right. We talked about, you know, this could be the derby for many of the participants in this race. That could have been common defense's derby. It could have been. And it was just, and it, look, he had a perfect ground saving trip. Kenny McPeak does not have to check the uh, the track as data. Yes, <laughs> correct. He, he, no. he did not give up much ground no. um, compared to the, you know, five, six wide winner. And then, you know, the other horse in there, you know, um, that I think, worth continuing to follow was Jeff Steele who, you know, finished seventh beating 10 lakes. Um, you know, he was, he made this, he was the only horse who kind of made a middle move around the turn midway around the turn. And he, it was just eye catching, mm -hmm. but he was five or six wide and not ground saving. Uh, so he, he traveled, uh, a long way, but you know, so did Timberlake. Yeah. So. I still have some distance limitations for just steel in, in my eyes, sure. but, but him doing so being wide, there is a excuse built in there of, you know, he was still able to make that move and make his run, but you know, going into that first turn and Wayne Lucas said, you know, breaking from the 11 hole at Oaklawn going this mile and a 16th, he said, you're, you're completely out of it. Not, and, a, not an ideal position. And, and so he'll likely go on to the Arkansas Derby after this, as you know, Wayne has planned on doing with him and uh, maybe he'll get a better trip, but uh, how about and, Wayne over the weekend though? Wayne can still train though. I, I mean, mean, he gets the job done in the honeybee breaks. The maiden was seized the gray. Wayne can still train. Wayne Wayne had a great weekend. So uh, Lemon Muffins won uh, the Honeybee Stakes on the road to the Kentucky Oaks. Sees the gray. Uh, now is uh, came back for his three-year-old uh, debut. He was one of those two-year-olds Wayne talked about last year of, you know, derby potential, wanting to be in the picture. Uh, took some time to get back to his three-year-old year. Now he's back and uh, won a first-level allowance in, in the first race of the day at Oaklawn. Uh, for my racehorse, who had lots of happy uh, owners in the winter circle. It was Christmas Day for track photographer Curtis Cody there. Uh, <laughs> but Wayne said he's going to likely keep Seize the Gray and uh, Just Steel separated. So maybe we'll see Seize the Gray in the bluegrass. But maybe Wayne can win the uh, Longines Kentucky Oaks this year like he did with Secret Oath and, uh, and Lemon Muffin. Well, it was great to see Keith Asmussen riding for, for Wayne Lucas. I, KK, I know you were down there. What did, what did Wayne ask uh, Keith? It was great. So immediately after the race, Wayne goes to Keith and he says, I hope you're open in the Kentucky Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no jock changes there on lemon muffins. Uh, it was so cool to see a pumped up Keith Asmussen because he is, he's very reserved. He's like his father. He's very reserved. He has that top side pedigree built in mm -hmm. and, um, his, his mom and, and other brother, Darren was there. Eric was down in, uh, in Texas riding that day. And so it was cool to see the, the family affair and, uh, and Steve goes to me after the race. He said, I can't wait to slide that dinner check over to Keith after this one <laughs> for the first time. I yeah. love it. Slide the dinner check over. Uh, yeah, great to see. And, uh, and, and cool for, for Wayne, who was very pumped up and, and had a great day down in hot springs. All right. Saturday. Who was, who was more impressive? 
we've got two races under the belt, Sierra Leone or Timberlake. And And by the way, I've got my 52 year old Darren. I'm going to end this podcast ranking my top five Justin Timberlake songs because apparently social media and the racing media, they don't want to link Timberlake. They're like already tired of this. So I'm going to name my top five. Justin Timberlake songs. Wow. So, before so stay I, tuned. Before I get to the answer to that, I don't know if I can name five Justin Timberlake songs. So I'm excited for this. Um, overall, I thought I thought the more impressive performance of the, the two races was Timberlake. I'm going to caveat this with, I think Sierra Leone is more of the type of horse that is a Kentucky derby contender whereas timberlake i still think needs to prove it to me one more time that he can handle getting further than the mile and a 16th distance and that's again as you know i like to bring up each and every week public service announcement it's eight and a half furlongs dynamic at eight and a half furlongs i think i prefer timberlake and you know i'm a huge fan of sierra leone yeah and i think it's only because i give him the edge at this point because of his forward way of running as opposed to Sierra Leone who shows no speed and has to weave his way through traffic. Uh, I'm interested to see if Sierra Leone in the bluegrass is going to be more forward into the race. Just I'd love that. Just because, you know, he, he had problems at the gate in the Remsen and I almost give him a little bit of a pass in uh, the risen star just because it was his first start back. And so Timberlake has always showed that forward type of run. So maybe with this more, you know, experience under Sierra Leone's belt that he's going to be a little bit more forward into the race. I don't, he's not going to be, you know, Timberlake style and be in the second flight, but maybe he won't spot as much ground to the field going into the first turn. And, uh, but if he does, then it's, it's trouble in the, in the Derby as we've, we know, because he's going to have to pass 19 other horses. If he shows the same running style as he has in the Remsen and the risen star. Uh, I talked to Christian Torres, who uh, has sort of been the man this year on the road to the Derby trail. He's, you know, running, uh, catching freedom track, phantom uh, Timberlake. And I said, Christian, who's been the best one that you've been on so far. And he paused for a minute, which was interesting. And he said, I think it's Timberlake. And he said, I don't think there's any distance limitations to him. He said, he, he just is the type of horse that can take dirt, but as natural speed, as you said, he said, track phantom is very impressive, but he hasn't been taking any dirt. And so he has a little bit of concern there. If he, uh, the way that the Derby shapes out and he said, catching freedom is improving he's getting better he just needs to make make his next step so that's sort of how he talked about his uh those three horses uh that i i asked him about but at this stage he said timberlake was um the most impressive of those three did you get a chance in hot springs arkansas get a chance to watch the saudi derby on saturday morning where it was an absolute thriller and a crushing heartbreaking loss if you're the folks with uh, Bookham Dano, who led nearly every step of the way until the final jump when Forever Young nabbed Bookham Dano in the $1.5 million Saudi Derby. I mean, how brutal of a beat was that? <laughs> tough, I mean, beat. tough beat. Uh, you know, Forever Young, we, we've seen him be impressive in Japan. Um, obviously, that's probably not his end game is the distance in the Saudi Derby. Uh, 
and the way that he was on his wrong lead there in, yeah. in the stretch is concerning. Um, but I mean, taking guts to get by a horse like that. Like I thought Bookham Dano's, it was his race with probably a furlong out to lose. And, um, and you know, he got, got the Bob. Uh, yeah, we'll see what he does in the, uh, the UAE Derby next. Um, it, it sounds like that's where the connections they shipped over. He arrived in Dubai, um, forever young did. So, uh, brutal beat for Bookham Dano. And I still have my concerns a little bit, uh, after that performance of, uh, forever young being on the wrong lead. Does he, you know, is that sort of his game? And, and let's be real. The field for the Saudi Derby is not, you know, as competitive as the risen star or even the rebel in my eyes. No, but that was, a, that was, I thought it was a quality one mile race. I mean, Bookham Dan, was a very fast horse winning that, that Pasco and impressive style. And, um, you know, to your point for Bentonado, finished third and he probably is not going to compete expect bookham dano to uh now target uh the pat day mile according to uh trainer Derek uh ryan said that on the broadcast the only other horse of note um a little late in the ball game but there was a nice maiden winner down at uh, gulfstream park corporate power for suge mcgay he got up to win by a neck uh over batten down who's who's a nice horse as well uh, Shug McGee, he has uh, this son of Curlin out of a quality road mare. Um, they gave $925,000 for a horse. This was his second start uh, for owner uh, Don Adams, Cortland Farms, uh, going a mile and eighth. Maybe he'll be given a shot. Uh, maybe he's more of a Peter Pan type of horse um, for, for Shug, but um, that was the only other one I thought worth noting over the weekend. Now on your uh, your fantasy stable, I saw that. And, uh, well, yeah. He yeah. was an ad. He was an ad. ad. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Keep in mind, there's about 120 horses taken in that league. Yeah, right? So, yeah, I, I nabbed him at 120. Yeah, yes, and, yes. And, I, and 119, I got seized the gray. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Anyway. Oh, all right. Uh, Top five. Justin Timberlake songs. All right, here we go. Trying to rank these right now. I want to go this on the also. Okay. On the, here's who's getting left off. Okay. His cover of September. Okay. It's not going to make it. Don't think I've ever heard it. And I'm going to leave off sexy back. Sexy back is not going to make the top five. Number five. Rock your body. Okay. Okay. Number four. We're going to go old school. With NSYNC. Oh, so hold on. So NSYNC counts. I thought this NSYNC was just, counts. just JT. It's NSYNC counts. Okay. Oh, no, you're going to find out. It's 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 JT and others. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Can't stop the feeling. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Number two. His duet with Chris Stapleton, Tennessee Whiskey. Mm. What was that at? Was it an award ceremony, CMAs, or something like that? Something I don't know, like but it's that. good. Google it. And number one, and this is, this is to me, a hands-down number one. Can I say it on the podcast? D in a box from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, you said it, so. Well, you yeah, know, it rhymes fine. with slick. Yeah. Short nickname for Richard. Okay, yeah. In a box. Yeah, in a box. On Saturday Night Live. <laughs> That's Justin Timberlake's 
top five songs according to fifty-two-year-old Darren Rogers. I was uh, I was not uh, expecting that as we started the podcast today, but I'm glad I got to experience your uh, keeping you on your toes, KK. Yeah. Keeping you on your toes. Wow, I love that. Uh, fun weekend. And no, none of those songs are on my playlist. By the way, they're not. <laughs> no, they really but, don't. We we missed a Rebel song. Uh, I got a text from Coach Doug Davenport right after he listened to our podcast. What Rebel song did we miss? The song named Rebel for My Morning Jacket. Yeah, local band here yeah. in Louisville. Yeah. yeah, I'm not familiar with the song. No, but me either. I listened to it. It was a great, great song. But hats off. Yeah. I'm Thank you, Doug. Completely missed it. So now I I know that there's another Rebel song out there. Uh, anything else? I, got? I don't know, but I had Rebel Rebel in my head all weekend long. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is say Rebel Stakes, and I'm just hearing Bowie's singing the chorus. Yeah, and then I then Rebel Yell to Billy Idol. That yep. was another one that was in my head all weekend. Yep. Uh, it'll be a fun weekend this week uh, coming up with the Fountain of Youth, San Felipe, and the Gotham, uh, and the Bataglia Memorial. Uh, we saw the, the Fountain of Youth field. It's We get the return of Doorknock. Um It'll be a pretty competitive race. We'll go over all that on on Thursday. Yeah, no fierceness, uh, no Hades, but um, you know you've got Doorknock's going to be the horse to beat. Um, some fun um, horses, the one-two finishers in that fast uh, a maiden race. Uh, Speakeasy and Victory Avenue are showing up. Um, some others are getting other tries. You get the the return of Locked. So, yeah, that's going to be a real fun race. And then uh, they already drew for, for, for the John Battaglia, which, you know, technically it's really the final points on the prep series races, only 20 points to the winner. I know you're a big fan of Epic Ride. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Epic Ride can win his third straight race at, at Turfway Park. And uh, besides him in that race, it's it's pretty competitive. Uh, you know, full field in there, 12 plus 12. Wait, Tapita competitive? No way. Rand, Shocker. Rando Pita. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But Epic Ride is, is very proven. And uh, I saw Gettysburg Address, who's in that race at Oaklawn. Um, he's sort of been those one of those, you know, horses that the Brad Cox team has questioned. Is he is sort of the elite three-year-old level because he trains like it, just hasn't competed that way. So they are hoping uh, he wakes up on the Tapita on Saturday night at Turfway. On Wednesday uh, morning, they will be drawing the uh, the Gotham. Uh, and then later in the early afternoon, the Bob Lewis will be drawn as well. The Gotham expected to be headed by, um, I, I guess the I guess you got to say headed by El Grande O. Sure. Because, right. Of- because the horse is, you know, proven himself on the, on the winter trail at the big a, he won't be favored. He won't be favored. I'm looking forward to uh, just a touch in here. Um, you know, some other interesting horses, deterministic capital idea. Uh, those are some of the ones expected to uh, go around, um, uh, of one mile. Keep in mind, you're going to see a lot of sprinters in here. This is going to be almost a pat day mile preview as well. But the winner will get 50 points on the road to the Kentucky Derby. And then out west, you've got the Bob Lewis, you know, expecting uh, this almost to look like a Saratoga grass race for fillies and mares with a grade one next to it. Name the Diana where every Chad Brown trainee (laughs) is in there. It's probably going to be the emptying of the Bob uh, Baffert barn, uh, Muth, Coach Prime, uh, uh, Wind Me Up. Uh, others probably yeah, showing up in all. here and there'll be some other competitors uh, out West. Again, just a reminder, the Baffert horses are ineligible 
uh, to qualify uh, for points and run in this year's Kentucky Derby. The road to the Kentucky Oaks will feature the Devona Dale. That's the return of just FYI. And then uh, they'll have the busher up at Aqueduct. And again, as KK said, we will preview that later this week. Yeah. I asked the Brad Cox camp how uh, just a touch did in his final work for the Gotham a minute out six furlongs and one twelve and two came home in 22 and four. 22 and four. Wow. Uh, again, we'll preview that. Watch this horse, folks. Yeah. Watch this horse. He could be a freak. Uh, but we'll see. It's only a mile. Uh, Are we recording on Thursday? We're recording Thursday. Perfect. Yeah, I don't get to jump out of town midweek this week. Well, you're headed up to Turfway. Headed to Turfway on Friday. Friday's the Cincinnati Trophy. That's the prep season finale on the road to the Kentucky Oaks up there. Uh, that'll lead into the big weekend on Jeff Ruby Stakes on March the 23rd. Trying to think, what will I do a top five on next week? Hmm. So I think of let's see we've Is, got we've got the fountain of youth. Are we starting a new so tradition? T- we could do the top five uh, explorers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got the Gotham. Yeah. I could do the I don't know. I think of the top five characters in Batman. We can movies. Do I don't know. You've got uh, Bob Lewis. He was a Budweiser distributor. Uh, so we top five. <laughs> Flavors of Budweiser, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, the John Battaglia. How about the top five? His son, Mike Battaglia, calls. I'd love that. Yeah. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, of course, thanks to Woodford Reserve uh, for helping us out with this podcast with 200 flavor notes in every sip. Woodford Reserve is a spectacle for the senses. Please enjoy responsibly. And if you enjoyed our recap of the Rebel and uh, other chicanery, uh, please subscribe, tell your friends, write us a review, and please leave us five stars for our four-star performance. Well, that's all till uh, next time. I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast, and we'll talk again later on this week to preview all the action on the road to the Kentucky Derby. See you then.